I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970? Well, a man named Charles Grady is the winter caretaker. And he came up here with his wife and two little girls, I think about eight and ten. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. You can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. Yeah? Do you really want to go and live in that hotel for the winter? Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. Yeah, I guess so. For some people, uh, solitude and isolation can of itself become a problem. It's Chris. It's Jack. <laughs> we watched a movie. Again. And it was, uh, it's called The Shining. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's not famous at all. <laughs> it was made by a little known director called Stanley Kubrick, so, you know. It's more of an indie film, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we I... only like to watch popular movies on this, <laughs> on this we only watch top-of-the-class kind of movies that everyone's heard of. You know, Lair of the White Worm. <laughs> the Last Dragon. <laughs> I'm still so shook the numbers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so we watched The Shining. I know usually I do, like, a synopsis, but, like, I, I don't think I am this time. Did you want to do a synopsis? I don't, I don't know how to really explain what happens. I don't either. It's a spooky movie. It uh, is very spooky. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, that's pretty surprising. Uh, but we're just going to jump all all in. So, <coughs> uh, what is it? Jack? Uh, not Jack, me. <laughs> not, not Jack in the room. Jack Nicholson. Played by, dude, I can't even think of the character's name. What his, is, his name is Jack it's Torrance. also Jack, in, Jack Torrance. All yes, right. who's played by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Watched this last night, a little in and out. So I was like, <laughs> thought you messed that up. All right, so... <laughs> Jack Torrance gets a job as a caretaker of this creepy old hotel in, like, the Colorado mountains. And as he's getting hired for the job, they're like, yeah, so one little thing. The previous caretaker went crazy and hacked his family to death. But that's the only, that's the only thing that's weird about this place. You'll be fine. Yeah, to be fair, Jack, you know, just brushes it off like, oh, well... Whatever, like <laughs> he looks unhinged from the beginning of this movie. Like he's like, the wife will love it. <laughs> it's like, what the... 
She is into horror movies. Yeah, he he already looks insane. He, he, look, he really he's really good at looking insane. Like, he, <laughs> dude, even before he starts going crazy, he's crazy. Like, this was such a surprise to me the first time I ever watched it. Considering the, I think prior to that, the only thing I'd ever seen him in was Anger Management with Adam Sandler, <laughs> and I was like, this dude is so funny. Like, and then he does this, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> He's absolutely terrifying throughout this movie. Being possessed, not even being possessed, going crazy from ghost madness, and just before, he's also terrifying. But, like, yeah. But is he a ghost himself, Chris? <laughs> that weird ending. We'll get into it. <laughs> this movie actually does fit with the podcast. It's good, but it fits. It's weird. It's very it's weird. weird. <laughs> but, yeah, so he gets that job, whatever, and we're introduced to his wife and kid, uh... What's what are, what are their names, Chris? <laughs> Danny, I know that, and I don't know the other. What's her name, Miss Wendy? Wendy, Wendy. All right, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> yes, yes. The incredibly cute thing that Danny does, where he <clears throat> talks in a gravelly voice and moves his finger and says, "This is Tony." <laughs> <laughs> My name is Tony. <laughs> Tony tells me I can't talk to you. <laughs> All right, Tony. I mean, Danny. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So yeah, and she's having him checked out by some therapist. The kid seems crazy. Um, but she's just like, I feel for this windy lady through this whole movie. Cause like Her life sucks. <laughs> like her husband's fucking sucks and her kid has some like a problem. Like it's it's a tough life. It's Yeah. Both both people are just complete <laughs> weirdos. And then she's just so awkward. <laughs> She's trying her damnedest to keep this family together. I swear, every time she walks around, I think she's going to fall. <laughs> she doesn't look very stable to me. She 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 looks like she's going to have a prat fall all the time. Like <laughs> She could be in a rom-com. It's nuts. But yeah, she gets checked out. The kid has been having some problems ever since his her dad grabbed his arm and dislocated it and stuff and everything. And You think that's what gave him the power? <laughs> <laughs> I think if I just dislocated my shoulder, <laughs> no, I'd get powers. No, Jack. It has to be a dislocation caused by your father. All right. I'm going to call my dad real quick. <laughs> now, you think if he dislocates both shoulders, <laughs> do I get twice double as much the power? power. <laughs> nice. Exactly, Jack. Because then you can't use your arms. So your mind has to compensate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how blind people can hear really well. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, but yeah, so, kid's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that little freak. He has some visions of, like, blood pouring out of a elevator, him being scared, a bunch of crazy crap, room 237. And, yeah, that he's just having nightmares about moving to that uh, hotel, but everyone else doesn't care. Yeah, no one, no one really cares at all about this. No one gives a damn, especially not Jack. Jack is like, we're like, I love to when they're like driving up there or whatever. He, the kid's like, I'm hungry, and Jack's just like, <laughs> you should have eaten your breakfast. <laughs> he's like, he's just like, I'm so sick of this <laughs> kid. Like, he hates his life. Like he's just like, they all hate their lives. <laughs> And only later do they start hating each other completely. <laughs> See, they had to be locked inside a fucking hotel for months to let just really... 
Can you imagine something worse than that? See, little did you know, Chris, The Shining is actually a prequel to COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. Yeah, that cabin fever, man. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. But yeah, they move in or whatever. They're, like, there, and they're getting shown around the place, and we get introduced to a bunch of other people, like, uh, what was it, Mr. Halloran? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Halloran. The only, the only really important character. No, honestly. And Mr. L. Halloran is, uh, you know, this older man, he's the chef at the hotel or whatever, and while he's showing them around, he's like, you like ice cream, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> and when he doesn't say this out loud, he says this in his mind... To Danny. More impressively, he's also speaking at the same time while yes. he's telepathically <laughs> putting this message into Danny's mind. Yeah, he's having a full conversation with his mother while he's asking him if he likes ice cream. And the mother's like, how'd you know we call him Doc? And he's like, you must have said it or something. It's like, how else would I know? I don't have psychic powers or anything like that. <laughs> Me? Psychic powers? I never said anything about psychic powers. Well, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, imagine having psychic powers and you are just some damn chef at a hotel in the middle of Colorado. Solid. Oh! <laughs> hey, he seems to have a pretty nice gig. You know, he has a pretty good job. He gets like six months vacation or something. It is true. In the off season, he just goes to Florida. Well, I mean, that's kind of a curse. <laughs> See, that's the punishment he had to take for such a gift. <laughs> He's banished to Florida for six months. Now, me and my grandma could have whole conversations without ever opening our mouths. What did you just say, sir? I also used to flip my grandmother off. <laughs> and she'd come up and smack me. Yeah. We both got the message. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but dude, at first, like, I, I was like, oh, this is nice. This old man just cares about this kid. Felt a little weird when he telepathically messaged him, do you like ice cream, Doc? <laughs> like, it was like... This is a little weird. This is a little villainous. <laughs> Only slightly. Right? And then he's like, you know what? You guys go look around. I'll take Danny to go get some ice cream. How about that, Danny? It's, uh, I'd be like, what? <laughs> See, he's kind of villainous, but at the same time, he's so he's so damn jolly. <laughs> he's incredible. He's a nice guy. It, it's suspicious and weird because you don't really know him, but he's a nice person. To be fair, this is also 1980 when, you know... People still trusted other adults <laughs> with their children. <laughs> this is still when you could go down to the dollar store to go get groceries. <laughs> Times are changing. <laughs> That'll be the background for this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so they have a conversation or whatever, and he's, like, talking to Dan, and he's like, yeah, so, you know... Me and my grandmother used to do this, and she called it the Shining. You know, she she roll to... credits. <laughs> oh shit! I did it again. <laughs> it's okay. Getting sued will be publicity. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> but yeah, he's just saying like, yeah. So we used to shine each other, and again, I was like, mm, sus. But... <laughs> you used to what? With who? Your grandmother. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but they're talking or whatever, and he's like asking like about his abilities and stuff and everything, and he's like, I don't really have abilities, I just talk to Tony, and he's like, Tony tells you stuff? Yep, Tony tells me stuff, and I'm like, so is Tony just like a weird manifestation of his powers or something, or like a ghost, or... Uh, so I did watch a lot of things. 
in anticipation of this. You're going to be expert on this. Uh, a lot of people theorize that Tony is the adult version of him in the future. Oh my god. Who is like shining like into the past, you know, showing him things that are going to happen, you know, trying to protect himself. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read or watch anything of that Dr. Sleep movie? It's like a sequel to this. I did hear something about it in my studies, but I didn't look into it at all. Gotcha. Okay. Who, who knew this kid would grow up to be Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> Almost made me watch that movie. Honestly, I might. <laughs> Quite still. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they just talk about the powers and stuff and everything. And then the family gets set up in the place, and they're just there. This is, dude, this is where my uh, ability to connect to what happens in this movie starts to fade. Well, it's purposely, you know, fucked up and really hard to understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Things just start happening, and then there's ghosts, and Jack Nicholson's losing his mind and yelling at everyone. <laughs> well, but Jack, it's because he's been sober for five months. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Interestingly enough, he tells the bartender, the pretend bartender later. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make him pay, by the way. <laughs> His money's no good there, Jack. <laughs> when he's talking to him, he said that he's been uh, sober for three years, which is just one of the many continuity errors in it. Except they're all purposeful, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, he hurt his... Because, like, the mother's like, oh, he hurt our son, and then he promised to stop drinking. And she's like, hey, he's been sober for five months. But then he says, like, he hurt his kid, like, three years ago, and he's been sober for three years... So it's like... Three years, five months, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It sounded very sad when Wendy said it, because, like, that dude, when that ther- when she was telling that therapist, yeah, he hasn't done, any- he hasn't drinking anything in five months or hurt my son, the therapist was like, mm, girl, you need to get out of here. <laughs> it's like, mm. it's like you, you need to take your son and leave. Yeah, right before I got over here, I was researching into the Wendy theory. <laughs> <laughs> the Wendy theory. Yes. <laughs> Okay. The Wendy theory is that Wendy is schizophrenic and she's imagining everything happening. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the one who keeps hurting Danny. <laughs> and keeps accusing Jack. I love that theory. <laughs> because there are certain scenes where, like, uh, Jack, he'll, he'll be, like, looking unhinged and then, like, it'll cut and they'll go right back to him. And, like, he'll look completely normal. And, like, his hair's real done real well, and, like, he just looks confused. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. well, yeah, because that messed with me when, like, when, um, she comes and accuses him of, like, hurting Danny or whatever, and he's like, I didn't touch him or whatever. What are you talking about or stuff? Mm-hmm. And then leaves, and then comes back, and she's like, someone hurt Danny. Like, someone strangled him or something or whatever in a room. There's, there's a woman there's, in here with yeah. us. She's on the loose. <laughs> Good thing I left Danny to come help you. <laughs> idiot oh <laughs> uh, god yeah because it, it, pro- it calls into like question like because like these ghosts don't ever really do much or whatever you're just seeing visions and stuff well yeah like they the never thing. interact with the actual world itself exactly like. so it could almost be like people just besides the psychic powers that are definitely there this all could just be in someone's head like once again in the wendy theory that's also explained <laughs> <laughs> Where the shine isn't real at all. What What is it in the Wendy theory? Basically, it just doesn't exist, and she's just hallucinating it. Oh. And like, <laughs> and, like, you know, the messages that 
Danny and uh, Mr. Holleran have, like, across the country. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, like, calling and he's, like, you know, trying to get back to the hotel. It, apparently, in the Wendy theory, <laughs> this happens because uh, Jack, off screen, calls Mr. Holleran to be like, hey, we can't do this anymore. Like, we need to get out of here. My wife is losing it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, because on the phone, he's like, Oh, yeah, it seems like Torrance's weren't very reliable. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my God. It's all coming together. That's actually a very interesting theory. Maybe, like, you know, Jack's trying to stop his crazy wife from stealing his son. It's a very interesting theory. I don't agree with it at all, but <laughs> it is interesting. That is pretty interesting. Because ah. a lot of times the camera will be, like, behind her and, like, her point of view, like, between shots, there'll be things there, and then they won't be there, and then they'll come back. And it's mm-hmm. like, she's just hallucinating everything. No, yeah, because, like, this, I, like, I hadn't seen this in a while, so I forgot how many parts of it are, like, seem surreal or out of place, or out of, like, like, her reactions to things are happening, or when, like, Jack goes to room 237, all that crap happens, and mm-hmm. he comes back, I didn't see anything, nothing happened. It's like, it's like... <laughs> Completely normal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you've got to calm down, honey. Like, But yeah, like, also, like, right, like, I, I love how they cut scenes where it's just, like, a month later or, like, Tuesday or, like, Wednesday. Like, Well, yeah, once again, it's just, at one point, the last one they do is 8 a.m. <laughs> it's like, wait, when? When? <laughs> how long have they been here? The whole thing is just so disorienting. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're in there alone, it's so disorienting. It really gets you in their head, like, the, you're, you're losing your grasp on time. Like, when is it? Where, where am I? What's happening? What's like, happening? <laughs> Dude, I don't care how much you'd pay me. I would never take a job where I'd be alone in a gigantic hotel in the middle of nowhere for months. Even if it was, with, especially if it was with my family. Oh, my God. I might. How much money? <laughs> My name's Jack. I'm gonna... Actually, wait. No, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> Jack, they're gonna open up that door, and if ghosts aren't real, you will be naked, burning your feces, and, like, with blood marks on your eyes saying, I can see. Well, you see, Chris, I have always been the tear cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, like... So does he just reincarnate in, like, a different body and just goes back to this hotel so he can just run it again. Is that how that works? Jack? Yeah. I don't do I don't know how to fuck that picture works. I you know it's a weird thing. They're like, you've always been here. Ooh. I don't And he's in the picture. Like he's in the picture. It brings the question like how did he did is that did the ghost somehow change the picture to have him there? Is it like a mark that his soul stuck there? Or? Once again, not scary. Just spooky. <laughs> it's a very spooky. Yeah, it's not a scary movie. That, but that's why it's like, you know, an award-winning kind of film or whatever. It's atmospheric. It's spooky. It's great acting. It's not like a slasher flick or like a jump scare movie. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, there wasn't any point where I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, even like one of the creepies, like the 237 scene, like, it's a slow build and... Even after the reveal, it's still very slow. But, like, I just love, like, right after, like, it's like a few days in or whatever, and he's typing, and she comes over, it's like, hey, how's how's the writing going? How are you, how are you doing, honey? And he's just like... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> he's like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> he's like, I can't write with you constantly annoying me. <laughs> Don't you know you're making me a dull boy? <laughs> <laughs> 
And she's like, she's just like, well, you know, maybe I can come back with some sandwiches, then you can let me read something. And he's like, go away. <laughs> How about you get the fuck out of here? Yeah. <laughs> And this is still all before he's going crazy from, like, the place. Like, he's just a prick, like. He he just always hated his family. <laughs> he just always hated them. There was one scene I noticed I didn't remember where, like, Jack goes to get his, like, toys from his room or whatever, and his dad's sleeping. And he, like, picks his son up or whatever and holds him and sees how he's doing and stuff and everything. And says he loves him and everything. And I was like, that's nice. I don't even remember this scene from this movie. Like, really makes it harder when he snaps. Going into my theories... This is the most fucked up part of the whole movie, honestly. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no, that that scene specifically is the probably the worst part of the whole movie. Like exactly, like it's not for the same reason. Why? Oh, it's not a sweet moment. Oh, well, Th- this is the scene where he strangles Danny. Ooh. He does it off screen. That's where it happens. It happens right after that. Oh, oh, dang! See, not paying close enough attention. I mean, I would have never picked that up originally. Because one of my biggest questions that I've always had about it, and I've never looked it up until today, was why there's that scene with that old man and that bear guy. <laughs> you remember that? No. So Wendy's running around after Jack has actually completely lost it. And, you know, she starts seeing all sorts of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of ghosts and everything. There's a scene where she runs up the stairs she looks into a room, and then there's this guy in a bear costume giving head to this old man. How do you not remember this? <laughs> eh. It was, that was near the end of the movie. <laughs> How much did you pay attention to this? Enough. <laughs> but See, I, originally I was just like, oh, well, she just is afraid of, like, gay people or something. <laughs> <laughs> old man and a bear. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> Jesus. But apparently, the whole thing about why that's there is she comes to the realization that Jack has also sexually assaulted his son. Oh. That's what it's symbolizing. Because, like, there's a bunch of bear imagery around uh, Danny, like, the whole movie. Then there's this guy who's submissive, giving head to this older man. It's like, Oh. Oh, no! <laughs> that is a twisted thing that I never needed to know. Jesus Christ. This movie is fucked up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah, that makes that scene so much more unsettling. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. No, yeah, that that's what is supposed to happen, like, later in that scene. Like, that he molests and then uh, mm-hmm. beats his child. Right, because right after that scene also, when he, uh, he's, he's got the bruises and everything, he also is coming out and he's sucking on his thumb. Symbolism. <laughs> Metaphor. God. Terrible. Awful. Absolutely terrible. Which also goes into room 237, where this is a nightmare that Jack is having about what he did to his son and realizing what he did. Oh, God. So, like, yeah, that's what that all means. That or at least the evidence that was presented to me about it, I was like, this all checks out, like, this actually all makes sense. Because otherwise, I don't know why that scene is in there at all. Jesus Christ, that's his weird interpretation of his molestation of his son? Yep. Oh, God. Yep. 
God, you know, I did not expect this to be the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Jesus. Um, oh, yeah, there's another thing about this whole theory also. Oh, what? When, when Jack is in the lobby waiting for those guys to come up and, like, uh, like tour him around the place, mm. he's reading uh, a magazine, and the magazine is Playgirl. And, oh. and this specific issue of Playgirl... On the front page, and this is a real thing, is why incestual relationships exist. Oh, God. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know you're destroying Jackie right now. <laughs> Tony might just be a coping mechanism. Dude, that makes a whole lot more sense. Actually, Tony is a coping mechanism that he uses to deal with the fact that he's being molested and abused by his father. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's all coming together. This whole thing is why I cannot buy the Wendy theory at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. This movie's even more fucked up than you originally thought. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a few cheap jokes, but Jesus Christ. All right. Uh <laughs> Also, of course, there's another scene when Wendy is, like, in the basement or something, and I don't know what she's doing in this room, but there's this big sign that says choking on it. There's an image of a bear in the O of it, and there's a bunch of pictures of naked women scattered around it. Oh, my God. It's all connected, Chris. Dear God. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But more importantly, Chris... How does Jack get out of that room? <laughs> Who let him out? It's the only time the ghosts have had the ability to manipulate anything physical. I like to think that Danny let him out so he could kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so he could lead them into the, the maze and freeze them to death. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, Chris, he's a big fan of Roadrunner. <laughs> Jesus. He's watching it a lot during the movie. <laughs> Meep, meep. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta get my composure back from the startling <laughs> realization that I've had about this movie. Oh. Um, you see, Chris, I've watched this movie like five, six times. <laughs> I've watched it twice. <laughs> There's a lot more things you see on more viewings. My God. Especially when you're actually paying attention and, you know, watching from completely legal means. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about, Jack. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So what was it? I I do like when he like goes to the bar. This is like I honestly him like getting like going crazy from the ghost happens sooner than I remember. Like cause he goes to that bar, is talking to look seems like he's talking to nobody, and just a bartender appears, starts pouring him scotch or whatever. He keeps calling him this nickname or whatever, and he and then like the next time he goes back is there's a bunch of people in the ballroom and everything, and he's drinking again, and it's like ah, I'm having a good old time. A good, yeah. <laughs> he, he gives a little jig when he gets out from the bar. <laughs> exactly, he's all liquored up, goes to the the bathroom, starts talking to the the what is it, the bathroom aid? What the hell are those people called? <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you doing in this bathroom? <laughs> If you're not using the bathroom or handing me a mint, you shouldn't be in here. Um, but, uh, what was it? Yeah, Allegedly, like, he's the old caretaker. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's talking to him, and he says this name. Cannot remember the name of the old caretaker. But, like, Jack's like, I know you, right? He's like, I don't believe you do. It's like, yes, I do. You're the old caretaker, and you cut your family to pieces, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, 
I don't recall that. My family's perfectly fine somewhere else. But you need to deal with some things, Torrance. Do <laughs> <laughs> like, you know your son is trying to bring an outside visitor? <laughs> no, dude! I was like, what was this? This is the most off-the-wall thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, he, it's because he's like a, a psychic and he might be able to do something to these ghosts. No, this guy, the only thing he cares about is he drops the hard N-word. <laughs> He's like, your son's trying to bring in an N-word. And Jack is like, an N-word? <laughs> Here? Colorado? <laughs> if you didn't know, Mr. Holleran's a black guy. <laughs> and they could have done so many things. Like It's like, Ah, oh, yes, so a mystic or something, or like a psychic. Someone who could harm us. No, they just say it, the N-word. Like, it's just like... They don't even bring up any psychic <laughs> power. It's just that he's trying to bring them in. Like, it's just... This is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when did this old caretaker die? The 50s? Like... <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so that, like, old caretaker's... the. Uh, bathroom attendee and is basically pushing Jack to like murder his family or to deal with them, but murder his family. Yeah, he does say that he corrected his family, whatever that means. He murdered his family. <laughs> he murdered him. I mean, like, we've completely skipped over this, but his two twin daughters keep talking to like Danny throughout the movie at times, like, let's play for forever and stuff and everything. And interesting enough, Jack also says something like that to Danny about them being there forever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, like, Wendy's like, I don't think this place is good for Danny. And, like, Jack, again, just doing, like, what? <laughs> Why are you always trying to destroy my life? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> you ruin everything. <laughs> it's like, Dear God. <laughs> it's like, I'm finally getting somewhere, and you want to get in the way. <laughs> I have a contract. <laughs> Level of care you show into this contract he has with this hotel. <laughs> I have responsibilities, Wendy. Jesus, Jack, chill out. Like, <laughs> not that deep. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, he's just slowly snapping. God, I'm still trying to get my composure after this whole rape thing. This is. This is yeah, it's hard to come back from that. All, all, all the murder and, you know, <laughs> making out with zombies and, you know, always filled with blood. That's what I can get behind in a horror movie. The truly horrifying things are the very realistic things that are scary. Oh, Jesus. Isn't that horrible? Yes. <laughs> I think I probably ruined this movie to maybe like four people. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But it's the truth. <laughs> You can't hide from the truth. <laughs> Little did you know, Jack Nicholson was actually the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> I always thought it was Wenny. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> when I first saw this, I kept expecting Tony to be a ghost or something. Never happened. Um, Red rum. Red rum. God, oh my goodness. The fact that it takes Wendy seeing him writing red rum on a wall through a reflection to see murder and freak out is like, oh my god. See, this is part of it. You know, he writes that on there, and he's, you know, having one of his episodes again, and it's like, he let out Jack. Yes. <laughs> he let his dad out. <laughs> and this is a way to warn his mother. <laughs> it's 
like, I guess I don't want her to die. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he let her let him out? To kill him. To kill him. It's, it's like he's thought this out. He, like, keeps, like, waiting for his dad to catch up to him. To, he stops, and then he runs a little more. He stops <laughs> and runs a little more. He tricks his dumb dad <laughs> in the maze. Interesting. It's not there in the overview shot. No. That we get at the beginning of the movie. No. Where does it come from? Is it real? <laughs> Did anything actually happen in this movie? <laughs> That messing with my head. <laughs> See, when Jack fell into the snow, two guys should have come out of nowhere with a briefcase. <laughs> While shooting at people off screen. <laughs> and saying, we gotta go another... <laughs> we gotta go in another level. <laughs> He's not gonna hold on. We can make it. See, we'll have one hour for every five minutes up here. <laughs> We'll go into Jack's dream, and then next we'll go into Tony's dream. <laughs> and then we'll go into Mr. O'Halloran's corpse's dream. Because <laughs> if you didn't know, Mr. O'Halloran's dead. He, uh, he's <laughs> oh, he's super dead. <laughs> this man, like... Ironically, he's the only person who dies in this movie. It's always <laughs> a black guy. Person. It's always a black guy, I swear. <laughs> this curse, you cannot escape this Hollywood curse of black people died so much that... First and last... <laughs> Well, Jack dies, but like allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, Mister Hollerin, like he's been getting like psychic telegrams from uh, Danny. So he and this guy is just being the kindest man on the planet. It's like I gotta go save this young white boy. So he <laughs> <laughs> he's just there to save Tony. <laughs> he grabs Danny. He's like, I'm here to save you, Tony. Chops off his index finger. <laughs> See, the shining was in your finger, boy. <laughs> and now I have it. I'm the villain. <laughs> and then he learns I about... I had sex with your mother, too. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> and then he's like, and I saw what your dad's been doing to you. I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> what I did to you is pretty bad, but... <laughs> You can come back from a hand wound. <laughs> Poor daddy. I hate everyone in my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck everyone. But yeah, Mr. Hollywood's like trudged all, all the way from Florida back to Colorado in a blizzard to save Danny. Immediately gets into the building and Jack kills him with an axe. But luckily his death uh, distracted him enough for the mother to... Run around the building for a while, seeing ghosts, and for Jack to go and chase Danny into the maze uh, with his axe, who's trying to kill him. It's good stuff. It's great. I mean, like, you know, I guess we're also missing, what was it, uh, she she uh, goes to check on Jack earlier in the movie, and she sees he's put, all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Again, <laughs> and again, and yeah, again. Yeah, there are like 200 pages of this. This is probably the scariest moment of the entire movie, honestly. This is terrifying. Like, like he is insane. <laughs> to have typed it this many times, and in different ways, and arts, and forms. like Yeah, you'd think he wouldn't have so many typos, that idiot. He's <laughs> a terrible writer. And then, like, he starts messing with her or whatever, trying to scare her and kill her. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. <laughs> And luckily, somehow she knocks him out with a bat and 
locks him in the freezer. She bashes his head yeah. <laughs> with a bat. <laughs> and then carries him all the way downstairs. <laughs> Drags him into the freezer and then says, I'm going to go get Danny help and then send the doctor. It's not the freezer. It's the pantry. Sorry, the pantry. <laughs> Which on a few more viewings, there are two ways into the that pantry, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so like, there's a door on the side when they're walking around it where, like, clearly that has to be where it leads or else it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> so he could have gotten out that way, too? Yeah. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he escapes from there and he starts attacking them. Mr. Holler dies. Uh, the wife goes crazy looking at all the crazy stuff like the bear blowing the old man. And... I can't believe you don't remember this. <laughs> Dude, it dude. I had to work at like nine a.m. today. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like I was having like oh, I was busy yesterday, and then like I started watching this at like eleven at night. So like I finished this and went to bed. I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listener who requested this movie. <laughs> I ruined it for. My my level just like how I ruined red rum for her. <laughs> you know, Jack. It's funny. You know, my lack of effort and your amount of effort have ruined this for her. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was gonna be a weird episode. <laughs> if only she guessed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jack chases uh, Danny into the maze. Uh, Danny tricks him by. Walking backwards in his footprints and hiding his footprints, so Jack just gets lost and freezes to death. And him and his, uh, Danny and Wendy take Mr. Holleran's <clears throat> snow truck down off the mountain or whatever, and uh, Jack freezes to death. And then we see a picture of him, uh, on the wall in the hotel, and like this picture from the 1920s. See, Chris, can he actually die or not? <laughs> Is he dead? I don't know. <laughs> he might just be immortal. <laughs> I don't know, immortality, reincarnation, ghost, I don't know, he, he looked like he froze, and then the ghost somehow inserted him into that picture, I don't know, so one of the things was like, it's hard to believe this hotel's normal all the rest of the year, and just when no one's in this place, they all come out to play. True. Like, if only there was a certain gang of teenagers who could solve this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> I would have loved if the gang just showed up halfway through this movie. Like, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a great movie. Um, it's so it's, it's it's so hard to talk about just because it's so good. Once you get through all the weird theories about it, yeah, like, which is a good, it's just it's just good. Like, <laughs> it's built so well. It develops all the characters. Like Jack, even Wendy and Danny are they're such they're so well developed. Even that beginning exposition where it's just like you learn Jack is a writer who he's trying to like you know. He needs a job just to support himself, whatever, and his family while he tries to write. Wendy's this put-upon mother who's trying to balance her son who's having some sort of problems with school. And, and schizophrenic. It's schizophrenic, most likely. <laughs> Maybe. And she has a failing marriage, most likely. And Danny... Who, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, dude. And Danny, who is just going through all these issues, and from what you said, being most likely molested by his father and dealing with psychic powers. So like, another part of the oh, whole God, thing... no. Is the no. scene where you see the bear and the old man, it is, uh, the camera angle looks almost exactly the same when Danny has his first episode, uh, in the bathroom, and, you know, 
in the bathroom, Danny's brushing his teeth, and there is something white in his mouth, Chris. That's all I'm saying. Oh my God. They make it so much clearer <laughs> the more you watch it. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. This movie right after that scene, his he's right next to a bear. <laughs> this movie is so horrifying now. It's, it's actually horrifying now. Yeah, seriously. Like <laughs> That is like... Which is why I like to think Danny let his dad out so he could kill his dad. Hey, dude, it brings me back to... You never watched Mr. Robot, but that's a big reveal at the end of Mr. Robot, which is so fucking heartbreaking. Because uh, the very same thing happens. But, oh, Jesus. That actually makes it a horror movie, because that is such a fucked up thing. Ugh. They barely ever address it. There's just little things all over the place yeah. that suggest to it. Horrible. God. Brilliant filmmaking. It's an amazing movie. Truly, truly a great movie. I mean, I, I know we usually do ratings and, like, recommendations. Obviously, I'd recommend watching The Shining. You have to watch it at least once. No, exactly. Like, it is... Like, it's one of the things where it's like... If I wasn't busy and had to work this morning... I would have <laughs> dedicated more time to dissecting this movie. But even with the time I spent with it last night, I was noticing stuff that I didn't know was the first watch. Like, it's it's a good watch. And though it is, like, a slow build, it doesn't, like, <clears throat> feel boring. No, yeah, I think the pacing of it is very good. Yeah. And I love the colors in it. Mm-hmm. This is the most colorful movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> There's red everywhere. There's just murder in the air the whole time. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Yes. And in my opinion, it only happens to the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> it only happens to the magical black guy. <laughs> but that's another movie. <laughs> so, the voodoo man from Scooby-Doo 2002. <laughs> you know, after the next movie, we might as well just do Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about that later, but <laughs> I already pre-planned it. <laughs> you guys don't get to see this side, but we take extensive notes on what we're going to say. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, do you still want to do, like, a rating or anything? Or? Ten. Ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Five stars. Whatever. Yep. It's basically a perfect movie. No, exactly. Would recommend everyone to watch it on every rewatch. <laughs> You'll look at other things, notice different things. Every time I've watched it, it's gotten better. Yeah. Every single time. So. When will that stop? I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> this will not be the last time I watch it, though. You know, 42 is an important number in the movie also. <laughs> there are 42 cars in the lot at the beginning. <laughs> no. All right. We're ending this episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> As always, I... Danny wears a 42 on his sleeve, Chris. <laughs> I don't need you to ruin anything else in this movie. <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Jack. And uh, we're watching movies. Something like that. <laughs> Peace.